Welcome to Podcast 20. In this podcast, I will continue with the remainder of Chapter 4 of my book, Income and Wealth from Self-Directed Investing. I am Ian Duncan MacDonald, author of two investment books, Income and Wealth from Self-Directed Investing, and my last book, Safer, Better, Dividend Investing. I've also written three novels. For information on all my books, please go to my website, saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. In the first half of Chapter 4, I related how Miss Innocence was preyed upon by a, a shark disguised as an investment advisor. In the last half of the book, it deals with risk assessment evaluations, fee schedules, and signs that an investment advisor is trying to trick you. The other irritating practice Miss Innocence faced with Mr. Shark was being pushed to complete a risk tolerance questionnaire. It is a very intrusive and rather silly questionnaire that all full-service clients must complete. It determines in which investment pool her money is to be managed, along with thousands of others who had similarly answered the questions. Miss Innocence did not know this. Otherwise, she would have understood that Mr. Shark had disregarded her wishes and was putting her into a full-service account. The bank needs a signed questionnaire to justify to the Securities Commission the investments the bank has chosen for full-service clients. This risk assessment evaluation seems to be a pointless bureaucratic effort. The typical uninformed investor does not understand their risk tolerance. They have no experience to measure risk or to provide informed answers to the questions. The Securities Commission demands such a questionnaire to supposedly stop investment advisors from putting the life-savings naive investors into highly speculative penny stocks where they could quickly lose all their money. Since self-directed investors choose their stocks and are thus safely isolated from investment advisors, no risk tolerance questionnaire is necessary or required. What investment advisors should explain to a full-service customer is that everything the bank touches will incur a fee. These small charges can add up to thousands of dollars in a year. The full-service customer cannot plead ignorance of these fees. They've signed a contract, which few read, agreeing to these charges. The banks deliberately write the terms in legalese and a cram format and tiny print at the very back of their contracts. This is the reason lawyers often start on the last paragraph when analyzing contracts. The following are an example of the fee legalises that appear in many bank investment contract forms. Number one, fees you paid. The operating and transaction fees charged directly to you for the operating management and transactions related to your account. 
In some cases, fees may be collected from your account on behalf of a third party. In all cases, fees are reported to you in the account which they are charged. If you have directed us to charge fees to a specific account, regardless of where the fee was incurred, we have reported where it was charged. Number two, operating fees. Operating fees represent fees we may have charged you for the operation, transfer, or termination of your account and include applicable federal and provincial sales taxes unless otherwise noted. Operating fees, including custody fees, interest charges, debit balances, and fees for managed and fee-based programs as outlined in your fee agreement with us. Number three, transaction fees. Transaction fees represent the fees we charge you for the purchase and or sale of securities, including exchange-traded securities, stocks, preferred shares, exchange-traded funds and options, fixed income securities, debt instruments, investment funds, mutual funds, money market funds, and hedge funds, plus private placements, and so on, and so on, and so on. With such a buffet of fees, is it any wonder that your financial advisor can generate for their employer far more than the 1% you thought you were paying? Self-directed investing eliminates every fee except charges for buying the shares. It should be less than $10, no matter how many shares of a stock you buy. You agree to the full-service fee schedules when you sign the completed form. A bank's lawyer would present this piece of paper as proof of your compliance with the investment guidance you gave them. It would be presented as proof of the bank's due diligence if you become enraged by the shrinkage in your investment account and initiated a legal action. Many banks employ platoons of salaried lawyers to protect their interests, to threaten to sue a bank is a bit of a joke, as you are the one who will face having to pay large legal bills, not them. Opening a self-directed account online does not require this questionnaire. All Miss Innocence would have had to do is provide government-issued ID, a social insurance number, a permanent address, and an existing account with the bank. I expect... All banks, for competitive reasons, have the same easy setup for self-directed investment accounts. All Miss Innocence wanted was a cash stock trading account. This is an account in which you keep enough cash to pay for any stock that you would wish to buy. A bank's fee for processing every trade made would be less than $10 no matter how many shares of a stock you bought. Miss Innocence worked hard all her life, building a successful business with the belief that the large nest egg she had saved would provide her with a comfortable, stress-free retirement. She had mistakenly believed that it required years of experience before you could find and purchase investments that would give you security and a good income. Within 90 days after following the steps laid out in this book, Miss Innocence was buying hundreds of thousands of dollars in good stocks. These were stocks that she found, analyzed, and carefully chose for her portfolio. 
Most bank customers like her are unaware of a massive amount of free investment information and services available to protect their wealth. While business experience teaches entrepreneurs to trust no one with their money, it is surprising when investing that they will entrust their life savings to an investment advisor just because the advisor works for a large bank. I sent Miss Innocent an article that appeared in the website Espresso with the heading, Is Your Financial Advisor Trying to Trick You? Watch out for these signs. It described 20 areas of concern. For example, pushing to buy or sell a stock, guaranteeing a profit, not being transparent about how advisors earn their money, not finding time to talk to clients, not diversifying your stocks, not supplying references, not being open about the risk. You too should review this presentation online. Nowhere in that article was the safety and self-directed portfolios discussed. There was no warning to stay away from investment advisors. It was as if the writer assumed that we all must invest through an investment advisor. It made no mention of the hundreds of thousands of dollars that can be saved over a lifetime of self-directed investing. A full-service financial advisor expects you to sign a contract that pays them every year from between 1% to 2.5% of the value of your portfolio. The more money you invest, the less you should be paying. The investment advisor may try the highest rate possible to see if he can get away with it. Miss Innocent was paying 1%. She felt this percentage was negligible and was surprised when I told her that 1% was costing her thousands of dollars every year. I calculated that she was paying her investment advisor $5,000 an hour for the time he spent on her behalf. Since she never looked at her itemized statement, she had missed the additional $7,000 she was paying annually in various fees. The portfolio manager responsible for her portfolio was making more trades in a month than I would make in my portfolio in 10 years. While neglecting to point out these fees, the investment advisor told her she could write off whatever he charged as a legitimate expense on her income tax. Her income was so diminished that there would be no taxable income to write them off against. The failure to comprehend what is in a stockbroker's fee report is not uncommon. It is believed that these reports are deliberately included with or added to the end of other less important documents. They are disguised as just another document to be safely ignored. Few investors understand how indirect fees work and easily underestimate their costs. Miss Innocent's gravest error was giving the investment advisor total control over her portfolio. At the time, it seemed to be a wonderful idea, one less task that she would have to be bothered with. For the bank, it was like being handed a signed blank check. It appears 
that they did not miss the opportunity to milk her portfolio for all that their conscience and loose laws allowed. While her portfolio declined each year, she continued to accept his explanation that it was just the nature of investing. The investment advisor had told her he was investing her money conservatively, so she accepted she should not be expecting any growth. When Miss Innocence retired, she began to receive an income from her portfolio each month. That the investment advisor was selling off a bit of her portfolio every month never occurred to her. She never asked how this income was being realized. She assumed it was dividends. Successful professional athletes who receive multi-million dollar contracts are more naive than Miss Innocence. Few have business experience or investment knowledge. Every athlete's career is short, and they know it can end with one catastrophic injury. They also know it is wise to invest enough of their big income to provide them with a worry-free, comfortable lifestyle after their sports career is over. Like sugar attracts flies, aggressive investment advisors seek them out. For a tiny annual percentage of their wealth, these advisors offer to manage and grow the athlete's wealth. Often athletes suspect that these investment advisors are just salesmen who want to line their pockets. However, they think they must acquire professional investment help like the rest of their teammates. It can become a status thing. All rich guys have investors, investment advisors, don't they? No, many rich guys are still rich because they stayed away from investment advisors. According to a study done by Sports Illustrated, 78% of National Football League players within two years of retiring were financially insolvent. The National Basketball Association's Players Association reported 60% of its members were broke within five years after retiring. The common reason for their lack of savings was the blind trust they put in investment advisors they had chosen. While most of us worry about funding retirement for 20 years, an athlete with a million dollar paycheck needs to worry about funding it for 50 years. A self-directed portfolio over a lifetime can save professional athletes and little old ladies hundreds of thousands of dollars, perhaps even millions. However, it is stressful for some people to make decisions that involve large sums of money. While it may appear to be less stressful to pay someone to make investment decisions for you, it is not without the stress of constantly debating whether you can trust that person. Some investors also convince themselves that they are too busy to establish and monitor a portfolio. Others may want to deflect decision-making responsibility by having an investment advisor to blame for future investment decisions that may cost them millions. If you feel you must invest with an advisor, then I hope this book makes you paranoid 
Let it make you question your advisor on every recommended investment. As you read further, you will receive measuring sticks that will help you measure the viability of an investment. Do not give your investment advisor the freedom to have his way with your money. Changes to your portfolio should only be made after you sign off that you understand the pros and the cons of any proposed changes. Keep asking everything about your investments until you understand how you are benefiting from the investment advisor's involvement with your money. This book will help you communicate with your investment advisor. He will realize that you know enough about investing to catch any effort to try to slide any greedy little things by you. You may learn that your portfolio is in the hands of a mysterious portfolio manager and your investment advisor has no control over what goes in or out of it. You may have to blindly accept this reality if you wish the bank's full investment service package. The question becomes, can you accept full service when you now know that self-directed investing is a viable, safer option? The tighter control of your expenses is as important as controlling your investment income. If you cannot account for how little you have available to invest, I recommend that before continuing, you skip ahead and read chapter 11 on frugal living. It may show you where to find thousands of dollars under your control to invest. Very few people have six-figure liquidity to invest in the stock market. Those under 30 years of age have far more debt than assets. Many are trying to pay off large student loans. Just keeping ahead of their bills is a challenge. Car payments, the rent, utility bills gobble up most of their income. However, in time, with increased income and fewer debts, they too can, if they carefully manage their money, have surplus cash to invest. A self-directed investment portfolio, no matter how small, is preparation for making important investment risk decisions later in life. There is a payoff for becoming familiar with investment vocabulary, how to sort stock purchases from best to worst, the simple process of acquiring a stock, diversifying stocks, and understanding how businesses are born, survive, and die. It can also give a small boost to your income. While investing may appear to be intimidating, with familiarity, it opens the gates to an exciting world. Fear of making a mistake in the investment process often discourages many from opening self-directed investment accounts. It shouldn't. The banks that offer self-directed investment services have made it very difficult for a novice investor to make a mistake. For example, some have computer systems that will not allow you to buy more stock than you have the cash to pay for. They always make you reconfirm what you are ordering. If you put in an order higher than the current market price for a stock, they will lower your buying price to the current price. Some banks have expert staff available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, who 
without charge will answer any customer council questions. They also have free online investment courses that can broaden your knowledge and expertise. Take charge of your future happiness. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com.